Welcome to the Dressage with Amelia podcast, where it's all about breaking things down and helping you learn to love your ride. I'm your host, Amelia Newcomb. These sessions are recordings from my Facebook Live, where I answer as many questions as I can from my audience. I hope you enjoy this episode where I answer your questions about dressage. Please help me out and share this with a friend who also rides horses. Hello, everyone. So I'm a little off key today. It is Wednesday instead of Thursday, but I really wanted to come on for a live session. Tomorrow, I am going to be at the horse show. So I thought I would pop on here quick, even though it's Wednesday, because I really enjoy these live sessions and hearing from you guys, talking to you guys, answering your questions. Um, So a couple of announcements. The first thing is that I'm going to be doing a live webinar on dressage rider position that is going to be on Sunday, June 5th. So be sure to check out the description below and sign up for my live, live webinar. This kind of entire month's theme is rider position. And rider position is such an important part of your riding and your ability to feel secure in the saddle, to communicate with your horse, to have harmony with your horse. So I'm really looking forward to the webinar on rider position. And I really hope that you can show up live because live is where the magic happens. I've been working so hard on my slides already, even though it's like two weeks away. And, um, Yeah, we've been totally revamping our rider position masterclass. So after the webinar, the doors will open for my rider position masterclass. And I am so excited about the course. Like, I just can't even tell you how excited I am. The rider position masterclass course is just one of my favorite courses. It really goes into detail about every single aspect of your position And then what's super cool about the masterclass is we also have unmounted exercises that help to support your position. And I think that that is something that is super important is that if you want to improve your position, you have to do things out of the saddle to activate the right muscles, to correct your asymmetries. And that's really what the rider position masterclass is all about. Uh, We've added some awesome Pilates sessions that are designed specifically for riders. And I've been doing these Pilates sessions this week, and I feel such a difference in my body, in my position, in my body awareness, in my core, my abs have been sore. Um, So let's see, Lori here, how do I improve my sitting trot? I'll answer your question, Lori, since you are here with us live. Both lorries are live here, but okay. Sitting trot is really hard. I think it's one of those things that when you see someone sitting the trot really well, it looks effortless. Like it just looks like they're sitting in perfect harmony. The reality of it is that sitting trot is a workout to do well. The reason why is because in sitting trot, even though it looks like you're sitting still, you actually have to move a lot. So in the sitting trot, like your hips, I always say if you have a belt buckle on that your belt is like moving 
because you really have to absorb the motion of the horse with your seat. A couple of things that are really important for the sitting trot is one that your horse is warmed up and really round before you sit the trot because your horse needs to have their back engaged before you start the sitting trot. Otherwise, you're basically like just bouncing on their spine, which is not a good thing. Um, so make sure your horse is really round and their back is up before you do the sitting trot. And then I recommend doing like short segments of it, like sit for a little bit. If you start bouncing, then post, then sit again, because when you're bouncing on your horse's back, it's really not very comfortable for them. And um, so, yeah, it's better off not to do it. So. Okay, let's see, we have a lot of people live here. So we asked a question on um, Facebook earlier this week and I'm gonna ask you guys it again because I wanna hear from you in the comments. So what is the one thing that you hear over and over and over again from your trainer? Like what is that one thing that your trainer is just constantly telling you and you just can't seem to perfect? My first um, tr trainer, her name was Julie. She was like the most amazing trainer and she taught all of these kids. And I remember her like when there was that one thing that she would have to tell you over and over again, she would start charging you. She'd be like, okay, every single time that I have to tell you to change your posting diagonal or whatever, she's like, I'm going to charge you 25 cents. And so when you're a kid, it's like super motivating to um, to make that improvement. So let's say Mitch says left shoulder down. Okay, I'm like you, Mitch. My left shoulder always comes forward, not so much down, but forward. Pamela says feet and toes forward and not out. Donna says unlock hips. So I think most of you guys, as you're thinking about like, what is that thing that my trainer tells me over and over again, very oftentimes it has to do with your riding position. And so this month's theme and like leading into the live webinar is all about, you know, helping you guys really figure out how to fix your habits, like how to change your habits. And Imagine what you could do if your trainer didn't have to like constantly be reminding you to sit back or keep your left shoulder down or keep your stomach out or keep your left hand quiet. And one thing that I found with my own writing is that often in order to fix a habit, I have to do things out of the saddle to help me fix that bad habit. And I have to be like really, really diligent about fixing that habit. So I'm not going to give too much away, but I really hope that you come to the live webinar because we're going to be talking about that. I've also like created a really cool framework to help you guys with your rider position. So be sure to come to that. Um, let's move on to, we have a few questions from... Um, YouTube and Facebook and our Patreon members. I always want to give a big shout out to our Patreon members. We had Carol, Carol Files and Sienna D. Moneville, our new members on Patreon. For you guys that don't know what Patreon is, it's basically like a tip jar. So if you enjoy these live sessions or the videos, you can go there and just 
leave like $5 or $1, whatever you feel like you want to donate to help. And then in return, I put a lot of like behind the scenes stuff on Patreon. So if you're interested, check it out. The link is in the description. So here is a question from Summer. I'm a hunter rider who's beginning dressage. How do you stretch your legs down consistently? I'm doing no stirrup work. Um, I tend to either draw my leg up, stretch down all the way to my toe, causing my leg to slip back. Uh, so this is definitely, I think that a lot of times, especially more like the hunters, that you're taught to ride with like a really tight kind of gripping leg. And in dressage, you want to have a connected upper leg, but you want your lower leg to be a little bit looser and more dynamic so that you can like take your leg off, give your horse an aid, take your leg off again, and that that allows you to be more effective with your leg. So a couple of things. One is going from hunters to dressage. You're probably going to have to lengthen your stirrups quite a bit. And that might be something that you have to do gradually so that you get comfortable with your stirrups getting longer. And then really focus on your foot, like the ball of your foot in the stirrups. And just think about taking your heels off your horse. So like give your horse a kick, take your leg off. Give your horse a kick, take your leg off. And really learning how to be a little bit more dynamic with your horse where you give an aid and then release it, give an aid and release it. I know many of you guys, we are guilty of it, that we end up nagging and like constantly having our leg on and gripping. And that can be like really exhausting. So you just have to give an aid, release, give an aid, release. And then really think about in order to stay on your horse, that it's more like about your outer legs wrapping around the horse as opposed to gripping with your inner thighs. So hopefully that helps you, Summer. Uh, next question is from Felidis, equestrian. Can you do a video on how to slow your horse down with your seat? Um, I think I probably have some, but this is a good thing, question. So if you're going along and the job of your seat, right, is to follow the motion of your horse and you want to slow your horse down, what you're going to do is you're going to kind of tighten your core. So like pull in your tummy muscles, pull your belly button to your spine, slow your seat down a little bit. You don't want to completely stop moving because you're going to then start bouncing, but you just want to move a little bit less and a little bit slower and think about kind of sinking your weight down into the saddle. And then if your horse doesn't respond to that, you can use your voice. Your voice is a really good aid to kind of like say ho or slow down. Um, if your horse doesn't listen to your voice, then you're rain a little bit. So you start with your seat to slow your horse down and then your rain aid would come to reinforce that. Uh, next question is, let's see, I have to find a good one. Allison, what type of boots do I ride in? I like to ride in Petries, although I did just get a pair of um, new Kingsley boots, which are really nice. But 
I like for the boots that I ride in, they're like super stiff when you first get them. Like they're terrible to break in. They hurt your legs so much. But I like the stiffer tall boots because they really support your lower legs so that you don't end up like flopping too much or having extraneous motion with your lower legs. So that's the, the my favorite boot. And I the reason that I'm here live tonight is because tomorrow I'm going to the horse show. And it's just been like such a crazy time. I either have like a horse show or a clinic like almost every weekend. And I really enjoy these Facebook lives. So I thought I would do it tonight. Last week, I was down with my three horses riding with Hinneman and in Temecula. And that is always like such an amazing thing. When you have like Yo Hinneman, he's like a German master. I think he's trained 16 riders to the Olympics. And he is such a wealth of knowledge. And to get to go down there and take my horses and have lessons is invaluable. Like I learned so much and coming back, all of my horses just felt so amazing. And I always have like more tools in my toolbox. And the cool thing is that what I learned from him there, I bring home with me and I'm able to apply it to my other horses and apply it to my videos and teach you guys things. So I think that one thing that's really important to everyone in this community is our education and continuing to learn and to grow. At the end of the day, you always have to remember that dressage means training. So it's like that process of training both your horse and yourself. That's really what we are doing when we are riding dressage. So I think that that is really important. Um, another little takeaway that I had from Hinneman is so my, my seven-year-old Kensington, he is a super talented horse, um, but he's been a little bit tricky for me to train. Like he sometimes he's like very sensitive, but he really internalizes it. Like when he's nervous, he just kind of like goes into a little shell. And then all of a sudden, like something will freak him out and he'll just like completely explode. But there's not really like an in-between, like either he just freezes or he completely freaks out. And so one thing that I think is hard in dressage is balancing a horse like Kensington, who's naturally like shy and sensitive like he's a horse that if you walk up to him he'll like back away like that's just his instinct like you'll just walk up to him normal and he'll back away because he's he's that submissive like he's just a very very shy horse I actually like I'm not a big fan of hand feeding horses but with him I did a little bit because I just wanted him to like get a little bit bolder but anyways my point with this story is about the balance between submission and confidence. Because that's been my big challenge with Kensington is that like, I need to build confidence in him. Like I need him to get a little more bold and confident in what he's doing. However, he is a big horse and horses are dangerous. And so at the end of the day, he has to be submissive. Like, 
when I tell him to stop, when I tell him to put his head down, when I tell him to bend, he has to do that. And that's kind of the line that I think we all walk with our horses is that we want them to be happy and proud and confident and relaxed. But at the end of the day, they have to submit. And if we tell them to bend or if we tell them to stop, they have to do that because that is what keeps us safe and gives us confidence as riders. So anyways, it's just like always such a process. And with Kensington, I just always have to remember to like slow down, take my time with him. Um, It's like keep going and keep training, but also just enjoy the process and the journey and know that it might take longer than we want it to. And I think that that's something that we all really have to remember is that we always like put a timeline on what we want done. Like we're like, oh, I have a show coming up. I have to do X, Y, and Z. Or, oh, it's show season. I want to move up a level. And so we put a timeline on stuff. But sometimes with horses, you have to just like take a step back and keep going, but also just give them the time. So I don't know if any of you guys can relate to that, but sometimes with Kensington, I get like a little bit frustrated and discouraged and it's hard finding that balance with him of giving him confidence and positivity, but at the same time that he has to, you know, listen, he has to be submissive. Okay. Let's see. Oh, Megan says my Arabian mare sounds like Kensington. Yes. And I love Kensington. He's like my favorite. He's so sweet. And he's just like the most cuddly horse. And he really tries hard, but he gets scared. And sometimes when he gets scared, he's not submissive. He thinks that he's just going to take over. Uh, let's see. Carol says, I've been schooling for changes. So far, I found my mare's talent to counter canner. How do you feel about using Cavaletti in the canner of figure eight, cueing for the change over the rail? So you can introduce the flying changes sometimes with a pull in the middle. You have to be careful that the horse doesn't start changing late behind because that's the risk when you do it over the Cavaletti is at first it can help them to get the idea to change, like just to change leads and to to jump because what the pole does is it gets the horse to lift off the ground and have more suspension and you need that suspension to do a change. But then you wanna be sure that your horse doesn't start changing late behind because that's a really hard thing to fix. Let's see. Lily says, I need help on my seat. Yes, I think we all do. Your seat, the main job of your seat when you're riding is to follow the motion of the horse. And if you're able to become like a centaur, like where your seat is just part of the horse, that's what we're all striving for. And that is just like the most amazing thing. I Someone that I really admire with their seat is Stefan Peters. I think he has like the most amazing seat. And I was watching him a few weeks ago in Temecula and like, it's literally like from the waist down, he's just part of the horse. It's incredible. It's really, really amazing. And when you, the more you master your seat, the more refined you can be with your aids. So Let's see what else. Um, 
Donna unlocking hips, Lily seat. Hi, Ross from North Carolina. Um, Janelle, I'm having problems in the corner. My horse really falls in. Okay, if your horse is falling in, in the corner, then what you're gonna wanna do is work on getting your horse off of the inside leg. I would recommend doing it in other places, like not necessarily in the corner, like maybe practice going up the quarter line, leg yielding over, um, doing it where you're away from the rail a little bit more so that you have more space and you teach your horse to um, be more respectful of your inside leg so that then that can carry over to the corner. Let's see, another question here from T. What do you use on Harvey's tail to make it so silky and flowy? <laughs> you want my secret grooming tips? Um, I use a product called Mane and Tail. It's like in a black metal spray bottle with pink. Uh, the label is pink and that's like the best stuff ever, but it's ridiculously expensive. Like I think I bought a half gallon of it for like $130. Like it's so ridiculously expensive. And I think that's the funny part is like I, I for sure spend more money on my horse's beauty products than on my own, but it does work. So there you go. Let's see. Lisa says, I love spending time with my horse. I'm having a problem getting him to stop grazing when I'm walking him or when I think it's time to stop. How do you stop grazing? I use a rope halter and bump him with a lead rope. That doesn't work for me. I'm considering getting him a muzzle so he can't graze while walking. Aye, aye, aye. Okay. So, you know, again, like going back to submission and respect, it's so important, you guys, that your horse is respectful of you. And if your horse is like dragging you around on the ground and dragging you to the grass, that is not okay because that can cause you to get hurt. Like bottom line, it's not safe. And like sometimes people think it's funny like that to just like let their horse lead them around and to be dragging behind their horse and their horse isn't paying attention. But the next thing that happens is your horse spooks at something and they knock you down or they run over you or like anything. And that is like really bad. So you really need to nip that in the butt. Your horse needs to know that even though you love spending time with them and you enjoy taking them grazing or whatever, you still have to be in charge and you have to be dominant. So a couple of things is that the with all, with riding and with stuff on the ground, the quicker that you are to fix it, the better. So like you're walking along, right? You have to be hyper aware of what your horse is doing. And the instant that they look over there at the grass, you've got to quickly give them like a sharp pull and don't let them go over there. And you can't let them win. Like you have to be so determined, like you are not getting the grass and you have to be very, very consistent. So if you're going to let your horse graze, then you need to be very like intentional about it. Like, okay, we're going to that patch of grass. I'm going to let you graze. You let your horse graze. And then when you decide time is up, they're going back to the barn and they're not dragging you. But that is like super, super important is that you have to just be relentless about 
I'm in charge. I'm the boss. You do not get to take over because for one, in the end of the day, it's going to allow you to have a better relationship with your horse when they are respectful of you. And for two, it's going to keep you safe. And that is like so huge. You guys like horses are big animals and they are prey animals. So when something scares them, their instincts take over. And oftentimes they, you know, aren't thinking about us. So yeah, you have to be in charge all the time. (laughs) That's my lesson. And, and it makes your horse happier. It makes you happier. Okay, Javier, what do you do with your seat in the one-time Tempe's? Okay, everyone's asking questions about your seat. Okay, your seat, the job of your seat, like we've talked about, is to follow the motion of the horse. So you don't want to be like throwing yourself from side to side. You want to just really be following the motion of the one Tempe's and your legs, your legs change position. That's the main cue for the one Tempe's. You do a little bit in the one tempies, go a little bit side to side with your upper body, but just a little bit, like it's very subtle. So your seat's main job is just to follow the motion. Your legs give the cues for the one tempies. Okay, another question. I need help with my free walk. My horse doesn't really swing and reach and he definitely doesn't lower and stretch his neck. I do lateral exercises, bending exercises at the trot and canter before asking for the free walk. Also, maybe this is related. He canters well in a circle, but won't canter in a straight line. He will lean and try to fall into a circle and eventually break to a trot. Okay, so that's a good question, Andrea, actually. And free walk. So what does the free walk test? The free walk really is a test of suppleness and relaxation. So it sounds like you're a little bit lacking in the suppleness department. A couple of things is I actually oftentimes teach my horse the free walk from the ground. If you've taken my groundwork masterclass, I show you how to do that. But basically, you want to work on getting your horse to walk and put their head down when you're walking beside them. So you're basically teaching them the free walk from the ground. Um, you also like the more, one thing that really helps with the walk is the more that you walk out of the arena. So like if you can go on a trail or a hack or something like that, where your horse is more motivated to really walk and march and like move through their body. I always say that in the walk, your horse should walk like a runway model where they're like really swinging their hips. So that for sure is going to help your walk and what else yeah just keep practicing it keep practicing it um lots of like circles and little bends in the walk you can also do some leg yields in the walk that will help to get the walk a little freer um and leg yields in the trot and the canter as well because it sounds like especially since your horse is falling in that your horse isn't supple enough and isn't connected really from the inside leg into the outside ring. So hopefully that helps you. Um, What other questions do we have here? Let me check in. I'm on Facebook and on YouTube live. So we'll see. Um, Leslie, how do you keep your horse on the bit? (laughs) That's like the million dollar question. 
how do you keep your horse on the bit? Um, my answer to that is timing, balance, and feel. So it's all about pressure and release. That's really how we train our horses. So like when they're above the bit, there's a little pressure from your legs and also from your reins. When they lower their head and they go on the bit, you soften a little bit, but you don't throw them away. And then the instant they go to come above the bit, they run into that pressure again. And it's just through, like I was saying before, how do we train our horses? Dressage means training through repetition, consistency, and then muscle memory. So like the more that you consistently keep your horse round and on the bit, the more that they start to have that muscle memory and it gets easier for them. So anyways, I always love talking to you guys. I love all of your questions. I'm going to Flint Ridge this weekend to show. Flint Ridge is a show that's like about an hour from my barn. And I'm showing my six-year-old Luigi. I'm showing Harvey in the developing Grand Prix. And I'm showing Natasha in the evening freestyle. So I'm really looking forward to that. I think that will be super fun. They're doing like a dinner and um, she has a really beautiful freestyle that was composed for her. It's piano music. You may have seen it because I've done it a few times. I've posted it a few times, I think, on um, on Facebook. But I'm really looking forward to that. My ride time with Natasha is on Saturday night at 8 19 p.m which is like literally my bedtime like I usually go to bed at 8 30 and wake up at five so hopefully I will um be awake enough to ride my freestyle at 8 30 but I'm really looking forward to the show I love showing um but it's always an adventure like I feel like every time you go to the show it's always an adventure. And especially this show because they like the stabling is always a little tricky because they have temporary stalls. Like they literally put in hundreds of temporary stalls to make this show happen. And so it's always like a little bit of an adventure, getting the horses settled, getting the stalls all set up, getting used to the arenas there, and then seeing how your horse does with the facility. Like at that show, the warm-up arena is kind of like this long, narrow arena that's right by a fairly busy road. And especially like on the school day, there's like a lot of buses and like trucks. And it's also right near NASA and JPL. And there's like a helicopter pad right there. So it's um, definitely an exciting show. And but that's why it is like when you go to the show, it's a test of your training, really. And that's all it is. And how do we get our horse to deal with like the road and the helicopter and whatever might happen is they have to be on the eights and they have to be submissive. Like I was talking about with Kensington, like at the end of the day, if he's scared or if there's a helicopter, or if there's a truck or whatever, he has to obey and he has to listen to the aids. And but at the same time, to get that submission, I also have to give him confidence. And I think that's the hardest thing is balancing this submission and confidence. So I guess that's the takeaway. If you can balance submission and confidence, uh, if you guys have any tips, 
let me know. Otherwise, I think next Thursday, I will be here for sure. And if you haven't yet, be sure to save your seat for the free webinar on Rider Position because it's going to be awesome. I have some awesome slides and some awesome things to help you with your position. So thank you all. Have a wonderful Wednesday and we'll see you soon. So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for all of your awesome questions. And I hope you learned something new from listening. If you're new to the podcast and you'd like a question answered on a future one, get on touch on Facebook through Amelia's Dressage Club, Instagram at Amelia Newcomb Dressage, or YouTube at Amelia Newcomb Dressage, and mark the question for the live sessions. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you like it, please share it, review it, and tune in again next week. Thanks so much and happy riding.